Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Visionary Life. Today I'm interviewing Courtney Fonseca, a beautiful ray of sunshine that I've known for about five years. And Courtney describes herself as 50% Tupac, 50% Deepak, and a mother hustler. So yeah, if that doesn't make you want to tune in and get to know her, I'm not really sure what does. Courtney has had such a great impact on my life. Whether it be learning about sales and marketing, how she models what it takes to lead a team, and just her everyday choices in living a visionary life, she does it all with such grace and determination, and that's why she's this week's guest. I'm going to share a little bit more about the backstory on how Courtney and I know each other and what we chatted about, but first I want to share a quick announcement. I've partnered with another boss babe, friend of mine, Dr. Laura Hughes, and we are hosting a two-hour training in Toronto on Saturday, April 14th, downtown in a beautiful waterfront yoga studio. This training is for anyone who's been wanting to learn more about essential oils, and Dr. Laura Hughes is a wealth of knowledge, or anybody who wants to hang with us and jam on all things business and entrepreneurship and what it looks like to partner with us and build a business rooted in health and wellness. So the first hour is the oils class, it's $10 and you will get a little roller blend at the end. And then the second hour is the business training and that's free. I can almost guarantee this will not happen again anytime soon. So clear your calendars and come join us. Head to my Instagram over at Kelsey Rydell and tap the link in my bio to find out more about this event and how you can purchase a ticket for Glow and Grow. Okay, so Courtney, this girl knows how to make massive waves in sales roles. She makes everyone feel noticed, understood, and valued when you're working with her. And aside from being a boss, she's fun, she's personal personable and empathetic. She's got such a beautiful balance of hustle and flow, which we are going to dissect exactly what those two words mean to her in the episode. As a mom, a wife, an employee, a business owner, a friend, and above all, an authentic and loving human being, I just have so many words to describe Courtney, but she really does model how to live a full life and how never to compromise your goals and dreams in the process. So over a glass of white wine, midday might I add, in Courtney's beautiful home, we chatted about the ebbs and flows of wearing many hats as a mom and entrepreneur and how to fit it all in. We discover who the real number one fangirl of Drake is. We chat about the importance of finding time to connect, refocus, and recenter as a woman when you feel like you might be losing yourself. The importance of asking for what you want. We dive into intention setting, meditation, full moon rituals, crystals, and incense. We talk about the fluidity of life. How to know when it's time for the next chapter in your career. And ultimately, we land on the birth of a new wellness collective and fitness space that Courtney is opening called Hustle and Flow. And by the way, I just have to start this episode with a bloopers reel because, well, I feel like we laughed a lot, swore a lot, and just got real with you guys in this episode. So let's dive into this episode with Courtney Fonseca. (laughs) My wife is on a podcast today. (laughs) 
And again, I can like edit anything. So if you're like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have said that or... That will likely happen knowing me. Mm -hmm. But a man or a woman on the podcast? <laughs> Courtney or <laughs> Kurt? Kurt. Oh my God, that's my, oh my God. Kurt or Emily? Kurt. Emily calls me Kurt because <laughs> we were getting ready to go out at CHFA a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago. And I was like trying to do my hair. I was like, God damn. I'm like, my hair just looks like fucking Kurt Cobain all the time. Like, I just can't. <laughs> Like, I think I shouldn't really be sucking on the lozenge while I'm talking, though. Okay, you can finish. Oh, shit. Or is yep. it like an intense password? Babe? Yeah. Do you have the Wi Fi um, password handy? Welcome back to the Visionary Life Podcast. If you're new here, hi, I'm Kelsey, and I am the founder of Visionary Life. In this community, we chat about peak health, inspired living, and all things entrepreneurship. Every day, I strive to live out my own most visionary life while guiding others to do the same. So at this point, you may be wondering what a visionary is. As a visionary, you likely live a life a little bit differently or are ready to make some shifts in your life that will lead you to your dreams. Visionaries are creative, driven, and energetic, and we're living a life full of want-tos and not have-tos. So welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast, Courtney. I'm super, super excited to have you on, and I think this is such a magical time for you in so many ways as you're kind of going through a, a launch of a new business venture, which we're going to get into a little later in the podcast. So if you're anything like myself, it's a lot of late nights and uncertainties oh, yes. and it's just the newness of everything that's coming. So anyways, I think this is an awesome time to chat. And as you know, this podcast is about more than just daily wellness and health. It's really about how we stay inspired, living as visionaries, and how we navigate the world of entrepreneurship. So we'll dive into all of that today. And yeah, so thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Kels. And Happy to be a part of it. To set the stage, we're at Courtney's home here, and it's so beautiful. Like, what, what do you call the vibe of how you decorate your home? I always kind of call it boho, California, Canadian hippie <laughs> okay boho california canadian hippie it's exactly that like this is it's just cozy too like yeah I, I think that's that's my biggest thing is i i always just want it to feel warm and inviting mm -hmm. and comfortable for people i'm you know huge on candles and kind of activating all senses yeah it's how it smells and there's always music playing i love when it when you came in it was yeah, they had kind of a music party blasting. <laughs> I was offered wine as soon as I walked in. Oh, that's standard just as amazing. Well. <laughs> yeah, so I feel right at home here, which is amazing. So, oh, um, I've been loving starting my podcast lately with just some quick fire questions, just so that the listeners can get to know you, just you know, with some playful, fun questions. So, first of all, what are three words you would use to describe yourself? Wow, only three. <laughs> That's, 
That's a, a tough one. I, I think passionate comes to mind right away uh, in everything I do, whether it's motherhood, life, work, play, all my relationships. I'm a very passionate person. I think driven would have to be up there as well. I feel like from a young age was always just a go-getter and constantly moving and doing and so definitely always have had the drive to constantly do and and see more and be more. Oh, and lastly, I'm a pretty big dreamer. I think all, you know, even from childhood always just thinking big and just really, you know, that kind of visionary aspect, like where do I see myself and how can I cultivate that that dream and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally see you as a visionary as well. Obviously, why I brought you on this podcast, but someone who's always thinking about how you can create your future in such a beautiful way. So, oh, thank you. Um, favorite cocktail? Champagne. Champagne. I'm a champagne girl. Love it. I mean, I, I, I love them all. I'm not going to lie. I definitely love the whole like, <laughs> mixology. Yeah. I love creating drinks that you know taste good and look pretty but you just can never go wrong with champagne it's Love always it. good what's your workout of choice right now you know I feel like it's constantly evolving but uh I really love boxing I've been doing a lot of shadow boxing at home and kind of in preparation for hustle and flow but uh when I look back kind of throughout my years of fitness and movement boxing's always been one of the workouts that stands out to me is the most fulfilling in so many ways, mentally, physically. There's a lot of release that happens through it, and uh, I love that side of it, but it's just such a, a killer workout, and I don't have a lot of time. So for me, having that high-impact, mm-hmm. high-intensity in a shorter amount of time, I really love that about it. <laughs> you said you, like, do it in your basement. I was just picturing myself as a kid. I used to do Tai Bo. Oh, yes. <laughs> Have you ever... It was Billy, Billy Blanks or Billy Oh yes. He was a legend. I think that's the only time I've ever really done boxing. Mm-hmm. And this was like so long ago when I first got, it was a set of VHSs. Oh, yeah, It was called Tybo. Of course yeah. it was the VHS. <laughs> um, okay. So if you open up your Spotify or Apple Music, what ar- artist or playlist do you put on? Oh, everyone's going to probably hate this answer, but it has to be Drake. I'm anyone who knows me knows I am the number one fangirl of Drake. I think it's just I love the versatility of his music. Like you can put on a song like Jumpman and it'll get you so hyped up for whatever you need to do that day or, you know, your workout. But then if you're feeling more of like an island vibe, there's songs like Controla and it's yeah. just I, I love, yeah, that he has that versatility to his his music. I'm a huge Bob Marley yeah. girl too, and I want to just kind of chill. You know, I love all music, but I would say standard go-to would be one of those two. Love it. Right now, Dave has been blasting God's plan every morning as we wake up. <laughs> Cash requested at least five times a day, and he knows all the words. So it's the kids incredible. are on the drink too. Oh, they are. Yep. Um, speaking of kids, what's an easy weeknight meal? You're a super mama, you do a lot, so what do you feed the kids quickly? Oh, easy probably doesn't belong in that sentence. 
<laughs> Nothing's really ever easy when it comes to weeknight meals. We're always super busy and on the go with all of the activities. But I would say like rice, anything rice based is very simple. I always make sure I like cook a big batch and they love that and it's filling. And then I add a protein and they're big salad eaters, which is great. So you just buy the mixed lettuce and Mm. throw a bunch of seeds in there and off we go. Amazing. And describe to me one health habit you can't live without. Um, I'm a big bath girl. I almost every night need to have my kind of 10 to 15 minute bath to really just unwind. And it's really my my time in the day I find where I just kind of, you know, look back on the day, think about what's happening the next day and just kind of have some peace and and quiet for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I like that you mentioned like 10 to 15 minutes because when I think of baths, I used to think it had to be like an hour long soak, but I've been doing like oh, the five minute dip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I find that I'm, I'm good after 10 minutes. Like I've had my me time. And so I even, I had one this morning, to be honest, <laughs> I woke up a bit earlier than yeah. everyone. I was like, you know what, instead of a shower, I'm just going to have a quick bath. Yeah. And yeah, there's just something about it that just kind of centers you and yeah. water's so healing and therapeutic mm-hmm. in so many ways. So yeah. Amazing. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit. I want to kind of go back to the beginning of your career because I love looking at our career trajectories and really how it equips us to either launch our own business or side hustle. I just think there's so much we can draw from every experience we've ever had. So I think it'll be good for the listeners to kind of get to know you. So You and I met through our time working at Vega, which is a big plant-based nutrition company, and you actually spent many years working there. And what I would say to be helping to grow the Canadian presence, were you one of the first 10 employees, first five? I think it was officially number 13, I feel like. Yeah, the, the second account manager in Ontario. So myself and another account manager were hired within about a week of each other okay. to manage the Ontario business. And in perspective, now they have like hundreds of employees. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you really were in it from one of the earliest stages. One of the, the Vega OGs. Vega OGs, which is super <laughs> cool because to see how they've essentially like, you know, gotten themselves into every home knowing that you were there on the ground is is pretty cool. So did you always know you wanted to work in natural health and what brought you to Vega? No, not at all. It was a really serendipitous uh, event, I would say. I was at a time in my career, in my past life, I was working in sales for an IT recruitment firm. Quite a you know fast-paced, cutthroat, very competitive industry. And it was shortly after my dad had passed away unexpectedly and and suddenly and was just starting to really reevaluate where I was at and, and, you know, whether I felt fulfilled and if this was the right thing for me to be doing. And so I ran into Phil LeBeau, who was the director of sales for Vega at the time and was really starting to build out the sales team. And... We had known each other from college. We both went to Conestoga for marketing and reconnected and we're just chatting about where we were at in life. He was talking about Vega, which was Sequel Naturals at the time, and had said they were looking for an account manager. And 
you know, he knew that I was in sales and thought we should chat about the opportunity. And I kind of laughed and was curious, but, you know, just was kind of hesitant because I was doing so well in my career at tech systems in the IT world, had been able to buy myself a car and a beautiful loft. And at the age of 25, felt like, wow, you know, this is going really well. But for some reason, I'm still very unhappy and constantly stressed out and unfulfilled and probably at my unhealthiest that I had ever been not eating healthy not working out and for someone like me who had always been you know an athlete and very active my whole life a dancer uh, I think that was a huge hole for me and so more and more kind of became enticed and encouraged to explore this avenue with with sequel and through Phil and then yeah just kind of realized this is probably an industry that I should be in because Mm -hmm. it really aligns with with my true passions although I just I think at that stage of my life was more concerned about monetary success and you know being able to just get all the things I ever thought I wanted in life Mm -hmm. and then really through Vega realized that there was a lot more that I wanted in life than Mm -hmm. just those things. Do you think that the passing of your dad was really a catalyst to you feeling like you needed to make a shift in life? Or was there something else that kind of triggered you into knowing there was more to life? That was was definitely a huge catalyst. I think anytime your world is kind of flipped upside down and in any capacity, it really... um, kind of forces you to do a lot of soul searching and connecting with who you are and what you value and it just brings a lot of light to the fact that life is so precious and you know nothing's guaranteed and and I just really realize that I want to spend my time here doing things that I love with Mm -hmm. people that I love yeah so true Sometimes it takes kind of those those big life shifts that push us to our next definitely next spot. So you were at Vega for how long? Ten years? Yeah, just under ten years. So I feel as though this type of longevity in a career is pretty rare nowadays, and people seem to bounce around a lot more quickly. Do you think, from your perspective, there's ever a right time to move on from a job or? Would in your perspective, would you have stayed at Vega for the rest of your life if it felt all right? I think there definitely is a right time. And I think that's very different for every individual. I think it's, again, comes really back to connecting with yourself and knowing yourself and being able to recognize when you feel like you're not growing or you're not, you know, serving yourself in the best way possible you're not excited about what you do or, you know, really passionate about it anymore. And at least for me, I I think being passion driven, I need to love what I do. Mm -hmm. And not that I I didn't love it anymore, but I just got to a place where I, I truly felt like it was time for the next chapter in my journey and just felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily being challenged the way I once was and to me that's how I knew it was the right time and I think everybody 
deep down kind of feels that and and knows that it's just having the courage to make the leap yeah I think is generally the hardest part is making that final call and decision but once you've made up your mind then you know you kind of know it's it's the right the Mm -hmm. right thing I think a lot of people kind of get mixed up with the feelings of you know bad days or bad months at work and it's not to say that everything's always going to be amazing and there might be some days where you're not excited because it's just a tough time and mm-hmm. companies go through that and individuals go through that but i think you know the the good has to outweigh the bad for me and if i'm just feeling like it's time to move on then it's mm-hmm. time to move on yeah yeah and you know, probably one of the reasons why you stayed so long was because they did give you opportunities to evolve and grow. And and I think you changed roles a few times, right? So it did continue to inspire you because, you know, your upper management was seeing the potential and and you were continually challenged. So yeah. And then, you know, when that stops, sometimes it is time to make the leap. And yeah. And I think just every person just, you know, has times or periods where they need to take on new things otherwise you know how are you going to continue to grow and expand your horizons and and really kind of push the limits of who you are and what you're capable of and what you were kind of meant to do here Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean through my time working at Vega I'll be honest I learned so much and I'm so grateful for that experience and especially I learned a lot from you and uh, I think Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of things stick out to me. And so in the realm of sales, I had never really had any formal sales training. And I worked in our marketing uh, department with Vega. So being amongst you and your sales team, I was able to pick up on a lot of new key business you know, terms and responsibilities. And one of the things I remember you really training us on one day was the art of closing and always be closing or ABC. And can you, I know a lot of listeners are in sales or they have products or businesses of their own. And especially as women, we tend to shy away from making the sale. So we can be very passionate and love sharing and educating, but oftentimes when it comes to closing a sale, we kind of shut down a little bit and we hesitate to be strong in that approach. So whether you work for someone else or yourself, knowing that it's such a key piece, we often still just have an issue with closing the sale. So I do want to kind of just hang here for a couple minutes. So what does ABC mean? So ABC means always be closing. And it's a pretty typical or or common, uh, you know, sales technique term, something that you learn in, in most sales trainings, whether it's through a sales course at university or college or through a company that's brought in a sales trainer to mm-hmm. educate their team on, on sales fundamentals. Um, but I think, you know, it's an interesting concept just in life in general. And I think, like you said, a lot of people are really great at uh, the beginning components of the sale, but then have a hard time converting that into action and what's next and at the end of the day you know the whole the whole purpose is to secure or close a deal or a sale Mm -hmm. um, or bring a customer on board have a new client reach new people so I think you know that ultimately has to be the the forethought 
before anything is, okay, at the end of all of this, this is going to be my pitch. And, you know, I have my, my beautiful presentation deck or my images and my product and my samples. But at the end, how am I going to convert this into action? And Mm -hmm. so I think for me, you know, it's always having that thought in the back of my mind, making sure I've done the preparation to think about which different directions the conversation could potentially go in and arming myself with the tools to be able to handle those objections perhaps and really just to be able to to wrap everything up in a nice bow and ask for their business. And a lot of people are just afraid to ask mm-hmm. and, and that's goes for anything in life and I think I just always from very early on realized like you'll never get what you don't ask for so mm-hmm. you know what's the worst that can happen they say no or they have another objection and you get around that and ask them again and yeah I mean I think that's it's really a, a key piece mm-hmm. to being a good salesperson if you yeah. can't close a deal then you know, what's, what's the point really? So true. And I think it does help to have a product or service that you use and love and trust, because if that's the case, you're offering people such a wonderful solution that you're so confident in that you shouldn't hesitate to close the sale, right? Because if you know that this could help someone or change someone's life, or, you know, if bringing them into your community is really going to support them in a way then yeah there shouldn't be any hesitation because you want them like to experience what you have yes for sure I think you know you have to find your why as well you have to find your why and you have to find their why Mm, so true and understand you know how they connect and how each of you will benefit from it Mm -hmm. and and be able to come to a place where you can really be able to both win at the end of the day. Yeah. And I know, especially with Vega, your customers seem to respond extremely well to you. So do you have any tips on the art of making a good sale or keeping it authentic? Well, I think being authentic is the number one thing is, you know, people will start to, to see through the song and dance and, and the pitch. And if you're not genuine about what you're sharing with them, if you're not truly connected to to them and, and your your role. I think people really see through that quite easily. So I think that authenticity and you truly believing in what you're selling, believing in yourself, but then also really getting in the mind of your consumer and understanding from their perspective what their needs are. And, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's looking out for their own best interests. I mean, you know, we want other people to do well and, and you know, have the best. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the consumer is thinking, okay, well, how is this going to benefit me? So you need to be thinking in that perspective and, and framing your pitch or your conversation or your language around that mm-hmm. yeah how can you meet their needs mm-hmm. not just talking at someone yes. from your perspective and and listening that's yes. that's the biggest thing is I think a lot of people they just want to you know get out the the elevator pitch and give them all this information that they think is is going to help make the sale but they're really not listening to the cues mm-hmm. that are coming from 
the consumer, the customer, and miss a number of things that if they would have been listening, they could have potentially, you know, heard as an objection, but over overcame Mm -hmm. and they just completely bypass it because they're so concerned with thinking about what they're going to say next Mm -hmm. and not truly listening to to the needs and wants or concerns of the customer Mm -hmm. yeah it's like you could try and script it in your head all you want but ultimately you you have to meet your customer where they're at and respond to their needs and their wants so yeah cool I think that's really good advice so Let's transition a little bit into your journey as a mama, because I know that's a massive part of your life. My favorite journey of all. Yeah. (laughs) And I just love, uh, we were chatting a little bit before we started recording about, you know, how social media can sometimes make mamahood seem like it's perfect and we're always put together. But one thing I love about you is that you guys keep it super real and I just love just the coziness and the good vibes your family kind of gives off and your kids are extremely sweet. I haven't seen them in a while, but I do want to kind of stay here on the topic of mamahood because I know we have a lot of listeners who are new moms and expecting moms as well. So let's take it way back. Did you always know you wanted to be a mother? Yes, Yes, for sure. Yeah, because I always had... That nurturing side, my brother is five years younger than me and I was always the one that wanted to feed him and get him dressed and take care of him and so I think, you know, always had that that nurturing side of me and I'm not going to say like I was someone that just loved kids but I, I always knew that I definitely wanted a family. Family was always so important to me growing up and had a very, very close relationship and still do like it's you know we're very close-knit so for me it was always something I knew Mm -hmm. would be a part of my life awesome and I love your kids names so (laughs) can you say them Cassius and Kingston Kingston right okay where did these come from they're just such unique names I personally have never met other kids named um, Cassius and Kingston so where did they come from Kingston was kind of funny. It really came from Gwen Stefani. She named her first child Kingston, and I always loved her. And when I heard the name, I just thought, wow, that's so strong and unique. And I've always loved kind of Jamaica and and the culture and Kingston's capital there. And Andrew and I were married in Jamaica Kingston actually celebrated his first birthday in Jamaica. And yeah, I just always thought that, uh, you know, it was a really strong name, but also unique and wanted something that really kind of stood out. Mm-hmm. And then Cassius, uh, Muhammad Ali is, I would say, one of my top favorite athletes of yeah. all time and just love him and, and his energy and his presence in the world and everything he stood for and so his born name was Cassius Clay and always just loved you know the strength in that and yeah just thought it was a a really beautiful name and when he was born it suited him so yeah I love it they are very strong names they're really great um so I know with motherhood it can be challenging to balance everything and you're a wife, you're a mom, you work full time, you have hobbies of your own. So 
Can you tell us about a time when it wasn't easy to juggle it all or a challenge that you face? Uh, I would say, you know, it's it's never easy to, to juggle it all. It's always work and, mm-hmm. you know, there's always something that's that's going to have to be sacrificed in some way. That's just reality. There's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many places you can be. I think, you know, having a really supportive partner in Andrew has made a really big difference because he wants me to be able to do it all and and do everything that I love and, and, you know, be a great mom and wife, but also have a career and also make time for myself. And I feel the same with him. So I think, you know, having that partnership and both sharing those same values really helps. But yeah, I mean, there's always going to be those times and months where it does seem a little bit more difficult. And I think really relying on on your network of people is is really important. And we don't have a ton of people nearby, but it's great to be able to have those kind of key people mm-hmm. in your life that you know you can count on when you need help. And it, it's great to be able to know that, you know, it's not just you alone doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think just giving yourself the grace to know that there's going to be days where you fail at it and there's going to be days where you feel like you're you're conquering it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's like accepting that life is not meant to be perfect. No, no. It's okay to have bad days, bad weeks and... And like you said, it takes a village, right? So don't be afraid to reach out and ask for support. And if, yeah, if you need the me time, like hopefully you can have that honest conversation with your partner or with your, your parents or whoever can step in and help you out to know that if you're not fulfilled, then it's going to be really hard to pass that along. Right. But it takes communicating that. I think that's the biggest piece is a lot of women feel internally and are having this, you know, internal struggle that they they are losing themselves or they're not having the time to, you know, have that uh, you know, time to connect and and mm. refocus or recenter on who they are and what makes them happy and um if you're not sharing those thoughts externally, mm. you can't expect people to just know and and help you. You've got to be able to come forward and and express how you're feeling and ask for what you want and what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. And so in addition to your daily baths, how else do you kind of take care of yourself or continue to practice personal development? What does that look like in your day-to-day or even just your week? Yeah, I think, you know, movement is, is a big one for sure. Every day I, I, I move, whether it's, you know, at an actual gym or space or, or at home. I'm always trying to, you know, fit in squats and push-ups and sit-ups. Like, there's a lot of things you can do, I think, people don't realize that are very quick and easy and efficient. So it's just moving, same, you know, stretching, breathing, yoga. Meditation has been something in the last two to three years, I would say, that I've really found a lot of joy and peace from and it doesn't need to be half an hour it can sometimes just be five minutes or ten minutes but just finding that that quiet time to connect with yourself and 
Do you use an app for that or is it I was using Headspace for about a year and that I find very, very useful and helpful for anyone beginning um, their meditation practice. Now I've gotten to a point where I don't feel like I need it anymore, but um, that that's one that I found really helpful. There's also a book called Unplug that's really kind of a basic understanding of meditation, its benefits, some you know very generic meditations that you can use and incorporate into your day to day. Okay, so let's stay on this topic. So speaking of kind of like self care and what you need to do to kind of fill your cup up. I know that you love doing things like tarot card readings and new moon rituals, I think is something you do. And you love essential oils and plant-based medicine and things like that. And so that's something we very much have in common. Although something I still have yet to grasp is the new moon rituals. So maybe let's start there. So when did you start incorporating rituals like this? And can you tell the listeners a bit about when you do them or how often? Yeah. Yeah. So I think from a young age, I always had a really strong interest in the occult, I guess you would say, um, you know, astrology and crystals and, um, you know, tarot, more so angel cards at the time. My dad had went on a business trip and came back with a deck of angel cards for me when I was around 15. And so really kind of from that age, had quite a strong interest. I remember going to the library and getting all these books on astrology and witchcraft and, you know, just kind of being very interested in it at the time, but kind of lost it for a while. And just in the last couple of years, really reconnected with that side of myself. And I've always felt very intuitive in life and that I, I, I do have a strong connection, um, you know, to my spiritual side, I guess you could say, and just started experimenting, got a, a few tarot decks and started collecting crystals and, you know, using them in my meditations. And, um, yeah, just kind of started researching more about the moon and, and our connection to it and some rituals that we can practice to kind of feel more connected in life and to the earth and so yeah real really you can do rituals um as much as you'd like but I typically have a new moon and a full moon ritual and I use my tarot cards to kind of give me some insight into things that I need to be cognizant about what energies are are kind of coming through and at the end of the day, for me, whether you believe in it or not, it's just about being aware, creating more awareness around the self mm-hmm. and your visions and, you know, what you want from life and the energy you're putting into it. And a new moon ritual is very much that, setting your intentions, getting very clear on where you're at right now and, you know, what you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I will... I'm going to, you know, open hustle and flow this year. So this is what I'm going to put out there and and strongly focus my energy on and attention to. So there's, you know, ways you can do that. You write out your intentions, meditate on them for the next 30 days. And then when it's the full moon, then you light that piece of paper on fire Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, that, that's kind of, you know, using crystals and incense and sage or Palo Santo kind of clearing the energy mm-hmm. and recharging your crystals. And there's a lot of different kind of ways you can incorporate it into your life. For some people, it seems very out there and for other people it feels very natural and for me I think it just came so naturally and felt so good Mm -hmm. and again you know whether you believe in it or not I don't think there's any bad that can come from feeling more connected to yourself and what you want what you desire and just putting that energy out into the universe Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so true. Like as so long as you have belief behind anything, I don't like when people call things woo woo or anything of that sort, I'm like, no, it just makes me feel whole and it feels good in my body. And the energy that I get from it is real. And so, yeah, I don't think nothing's too far out there. That's the the key is, is like you said, like the energy that it brings you or the happiness that it brings you, or the fulfillment that it brings you. Mm-hmm. The more people are doing things like that in life that bring them to that state, the better our world is going to feel. Mm-hmm. If you have more connected people that feel really in tune with, with who they are and what they want and are putting that energy out there, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you know that's, tra- that's where the transformation really begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true because through these different practices, um, whether that is meditation or using crystals, you're ultimately you're finding your own self-awareness and by knowing who you are on a deeper level and knowing what makes you happy and what makes you tick, you're going to be that much better of a person in this society. So you're right. If everyone could just find those few key rituals or routines that make them thrive and that yeah, that make them feel more connected to our earth. Like, isn't that the point of living is to feel like we are powerful and needed human beings here to make an impact? Absolutely. And it's just kind of an elevated form of meditation. The it way is. I look at it is, exactly. you know, you're, you're still meditating, but you're just using some, some tools that kind of are enhancing your experience with it basically. Yeah. I love that we're having this conversation because there have been a few moments where, you know, sometimes I'll look at either one of my essential oils or my rock salt lamp or my intention card deck. And I know that sometimes Dave will look at me and he'll be like, come on, like there's no science. He's a science guy. And so he'll be like, he's like, what's the real benefit? Like, how do you explain that to someone who's a bit of a skeptic? But On the flip side, there's so much research being done on meditation right now. And when I'm flipping through a card deck or smelling like a beautiful grounding essential oil, I am meditating. Mm -hmm. And so because meditation has so much research behind it at this point, I think we've just kind of shown that like whatever ritual you're using, it's powerful. It is. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I love chatting with someone like you who who has like a lot of this in in your life and um yeah I just think so many so many of these things people feel a bit of shame around the fact that they believe in them or that they um use them on a daily basis but there's absolutely no reason to yeah. we need to share more I, openly I don't give a shit no I, I, I love really it. <laughs> you know I've gotten to You've the point to now point. where I'm just like this is me. Yeah. This is me now. And <laughs> what you see is what you get. And yeah, I mean, you know, even 
for entertainment value. And I have friends that yeah. that come over and want me to, to do a reading for them. It's like, you know, we're sitting here all together in a group anyways. It's no different to me than if someone were to pull out a regular deck of cards and want to play a card game. Like, we're sitting here, we're connecting, but we're, we're taking it a bit deeper. Like, if, if it helps you stop for a moment and think a little more deeply than you were previous to that, then that that's an amazing thing. Yeah, the benefit has been yeah. brought. And so with your kids, have they shown any interest in any of these rituals or do you kind of share in that with them? Yeah, I've, I've brought them to the crystal store a bunch of times. They love picking out different crystals. I'd say that's the part that they're they're most in tune with right now. I mean, we've, you know, have, have the deck out and more so my animal spirit deck. I'll pull some cards for them and we'll talk about that animal and bring it down to their level a little bit more. But I do definitely want them to see that side of me and and to, to see that I'm, you know, consciously making time to connect and be with and be present. And they they love stretching and doing yoga. They love when we bring out the yoga mats and do some family yoga. And I think what's great is a, a lot more schools and, and daycares now are incorporating a lot of the meditation or, you know, quiet time and yoga. So for them... You know, they, they get excited when they come home and they'll, they'll tell me, oh, we did yoga at school today. And so it's great to see that they are mm-hmm. more connected to that than I feel like our generation was. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice that that's making its way into schools now. And yeah. I mean, mindfulness is so yes. important, especially in a world today where we are more distracted than ever and will continue to be with yeah. smartphones and that. So for the kids to instill that in them at an early age is obviously priceless um okay so let's kind of shift into our final topic which is a really big one and something i'm just so excited to hear more about so you are in the midst of pulling this incredible business together and it will be launching its first physical location sometime in the spring or summer and the name is Hustle and Flow, and I love it. So I want to let you describe to the listeners, what is Hustle and Flow? The big question. So for me, life has always been about balance. I have balance tattooed on my ankle. I was a dancer growing up, and, and I think, yeah, for me, it's always been about you know being able to have both sides have the drive and the ambition but also be connected and not lose sight of you know what really matters in life and hustle and flow is really representative of that for me I think in life you know you need to have that fire and that energy and and that drive to to constantly grow and and to learn and to to elevate yourself and I think you also need to be able to learn how to flow with it at the same time and know that there are things that are going to happen outside of your control and to be in a mindset or space where you're able to roll with it Mm. is really important and to kind of slow down and, and connect 
and be present. So, you know, do as much as you can and live as much as you can, but also, you know, be grounded. And I think that's really the the overall kind of tone of of the name and meaning behind it is that it's it's not black or white. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of fluidity to life and highs and lows and I think of waves and you know, it's just there there's going to be that constant ebb and flow and push and pull and mm-hmm. good days and bad days and and I think that's really overall what it represents it's funny because I was going to ask you how long the idea has been inside your head but it seems like it has been like a lifelong kind of philosophy almost yeah the philosophy has been lifelong as far as the business idea I always knew I wanted to create something there was many variations of it over the years from the retail side to more of you know a restaurant type space I think you and I Mm -hmm. talked about many years back and it just kind of evolved as as time went on and I think I did more deep diving into where my true passions lie and what really excites me and what I want to bring to the world and have people experience more of and so really that came down to movement and really connected to how you know therapeutic that can be and you know active minds active bodies and then also music I've always been very musically driven my dad was very musical was a DJ there's a lot of musicians in my family I always loved, you know, to sing, to dance. There was music on at our house 24-7. And for me, I think, you know, anytime anyone comes to our house, they know, like, music is playing and, and it brings so much joy to people. And that's what I love about it. And it's it's powerful. It's inspiring. It's art. It's moving. And so to kind of bring those two together and create a space where we have group classes that allow people to be inspired by and connect with other like-minded people in a space that's beautiful, that brings energy and life and music and movement all kind of together was really what I envisioned and and realized that that's what I, I was passionate about. So that's kind of where the idea came was to create something that encompassed all of those pillars of wellness really Mm -hmm. I think they're they're all you know nature's best medicine really I could not agree more and so this is a physical space and it will be in Waterloo your first location so let's talk a bit more about what you'll be offering at this studio so would you call it a fitness studio or is that not encompassing enough I feel like a wellness collective is, is a good way to describe it yeah Because it'll be evolving too, like your journey with the business plan. I'm assuming like you may offer a class next year that you don't even know about or you might bring in a practitioner or different workshops. So wellness Knowing me, it will definitely evolve. I I like have so many ideas now. I'm just bursting to be able to do them all. So I feel like I have to start somewhere. And and for now, um, you know, the big vision is that it's, it's a group fitness studio we offer spin, yoga, and box fit style classes, really, which are all a synergistic combination of workouts that I feel are, are really motivating, inspiring, but also effective. 
And I've had so many people in my network that have experienced so many benefits from each of those workouts that I really wanted to be able to bring them all together under one roof. Nobody's doing anything like this in the community or really anywhere. I mean, you have a lot of individual boutique studios, yoga studios, CrossFit gyms, Mm -hmm. big box gyms, but a studio that's centered on a variety of group classes is really not happening yet. So to me, it's, it's something that's, you know, completely unique, but also really having the community and wellness focus to it. So we're going to have two practitioner rooms for holistic nutritionists, massage therapy, Reiki, acupuncture. So offering that whole wellness space, a juice bar, Good Vibes Juice Bar. We're excited to be partnering with them and their second location will be located inside Hustle and Flow. So people will be able to work out, come and get a smoothie or a smoothie bowl after, sit down with their friends, connect, catch up, collaborate. And we have a really beautiful space, event space, we're calling it. But I mean, really, it, you know, it's just going to be a place where people can hang out and chill after class. And again, just, you know, a place where people can meet other like-minded people. And I feel like there's, as a society, because we are so disconnected in so many ways, people are craving the the time and the space to have that face-to-face connection with people. Nothing beats that. No matter you know how many text messages you're going to send back and forth with somebody, when you have that face-to-face time and can sit across from someone and look into their eyes, you don't experience that, that feeling. And I think that's what we're so desperate for as a society. And that's where my passion really lies. And I think back to, to Vega and and such a big part of what we created and cultivated was that connectedness as a team and mm-hmm. spread that love wherever we went and people felt that and that's what made us the brand that we were is that we had that that energy and that connectedness and that love as a tribe it just felt so amazing and you know you see what can be accomplished when you have that and i want to bring that to our community and then bring it everywhere so cool yeah and you're right that's why now seems to be like the most perfect time to open a collective or a studio like this because more than ever we do want to kind of revert back to a lot more of that face-to-face and you know there's something to be said about there's a lot of online workout programs nowadays or you can do a lot of dvd or youtube video workouts but For me, going to a workout or a fitness class, what I love the most about it is being surrounded by people. Yeah. And whether I know them and I talk to them or not, it's about being immersed in that atmosphere and and feeling just like I'm part of something, right? Absolutely. So I love that with Hustle and Flow, you're offering more than just the class itself. You're encouraging people to hang around after and get to know you and work on their wellness, whether that's through a workshop or a green juice after, you know, whatever the case is, you want people to stay and hang a while, which is just like we're here chatting in your home and feeling cozy. That's probably the same vibe that you'll bring to your studio. That's exactly the vibe. So 
let's shift into entrepreneurship a little bit. What's been the most challenging piece about bringing such a large, incredible vision to life? Oh, we might need another Besides hour everything. for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's it's just the sheer, you know, time um, that it takes really to to build and develop and and learn about all these different facets of a business that you know I didn't know about before the construction piece and you know the whole shareholder side and investment side and um you know that that's something new to me I've never started a business before Mm -hmm. I've been in a business and helped grow a business and helped build a brand and a team but I think you know really creating something from scratch is extremely time consuming so just being able to remain really focused Mm -hmm. and you know, if I don't understand something, take the time to, to research and, and learn about it. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm the only one that's responsible for me understanding where I'm investing my resources and, and you know, how we're progressing as, as a business. So to be able to really spend the time to understand that has been a challenge, you know, mm-hmm. especially as, as a mom and, um, also working full time as well for another company that mm. requires a lot of energy and passion behind it too. It's just there's not a lot of hours in the day, so you just have to be super efficient and focused. Mm. And I don't watch TV. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm sure you're not kicking your feet up all that often. <laughs> no. Is there a tool or a tip or a person you've worked with or something that has really been helpful that you could offer to anyone who's starting their own venture? I think it's just, you know, constantly learning, um, listening to other people and soaking up as much knowledge as you possibly can from everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious. I've always been someone that, you know, loves hearing other people's stories and, understanding how other people have accomplished things and you know what makes them successful and why did they fail and what did they learn from it I think it's just you know always being a sponge and Mm -hmm. soaking up information from any source like yes successful entrepreneurs great reading business books awesome listening to podcasts of course but I think it's always being open wherever you go to know that there's something that you can learn from really anyone that you cross paths with and having the desire to to learn I think is is a big piece Mm -hmm. of that so staying hungry and being curious is probably your biggest absolutely Yeah. yeah so important So the title of this podcast is Visionary Life, and the reason I created the brand and podcast is because I love featuring people like yourself and really showing others that it is possible to create the life you love with limitless potential and that, you know, we're not stuck. And even though it takes a lot of work to build a business, it's never been easier to launch something because of all the resources we have and because of things like free website making and Instagram and all that. So I just want to know for you, when I offer you the term visionary life, what are a couple things that come to mind when you think about your own most visionary life? 
I think it's being true to yourself and and really living, you know, an authentic life that feels good to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not about how it looks on the outside. It's you at the end of the day before you close your eyes, you know, feeling that sense of fulfillment and and your heart, you know, feeling warm and and wide open to possibilities Mm -hmm. and I think it's about finding what makes you come alive and when you are 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 in that state you you radiate that and it's so powerful and transformative to everyone around you that that feels that light and that energy Mm -hmm. coming from you and you just can imagine that if everybody could just you know focus on that and what makes them come alive and and you know what is allowing them to to live their purpose and their passion and and to be their authentic self you have a lot of really empowered inspiring people walking around that are transforming people around them and mm-hmm. and that's to me is a visionary life if everybody can be kind of operating from that space and it's different for everyone you know it's going to look very different for you than than it is for me and that's that's okay but I think when you have people that really feel alive and and love life and and truly value and have gratitude for everything that's coming in and out of their life Mm -hmm. things that are serving them and that aren't serving them and 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 just being aware of that um, that to me is a visionary life and, and knowing that you have the power to create what that is for you. No one else is going to, to do that for you. It's, it's, it's you and you have the capability to make decisions that are going to cultivate this life that you've always, you know, imagined and, and dreamed of. And it's, a pretty remarkable feeling to be in that state you, you once you hit that stride it, it really it is transformative mm-hmm. to, to feel that energy itself. and momentum mm-hmm. yeah and and for anyone listening who feels like I know there have been many years and days and where I feel like I don't know like why am I here what am I meant to create but the solution for me and what I always offer to anyone who I'm working with or coaching or chatting with is just to start doing more of what you love and mm-hmm. that will surely take you to the people or the places or the idea or the vision that you're meant to serve this world with. So, you know, start spending more time the things that do light you up and hopefully less time and you will naturally come to a point of finding your own most visionary life. So, so true. Well, thank you so much. I feel like there's been a lot of amazing information offered and we can't wait to see hustle and flow come to life. So anyone who is in the Kitchener Waterloo area and even, you know, in the surrounding area, because this is such a unique space, we can't wait to watch it unfold and, to come and check it out yes, and do some classes. Come hang out. It's so gonna be fun. It's will, gonna be so fun. It sounds incredible. Um, so we'll keep everyone informed of when it does all come together. And I think we have an expected launch of spring or summer. Is that what we're saying? June. Yes. June. Yes. <laughs> all right. So we'll be keeping tabs on you. And I'd encourage everyone to go follow you on Instagram. 
Um, do you want to offer up your personal or your business handle? Yes. Yeah. You can follow along my personal journey and shenanigans with my family at Courtney Fonseca or at Hustle and Flow for all of the Hustle and Flow updates. And thank you so much for having me, Kels. Always a pleasure chatting with you. I love how authentic this feels and just to be able to have a conversation with you and, and see and feel your passion for sharing this kind of information Mm -hmm. with people is um, just so awesome. So thank you for being you and, and sharing your gift with all of us. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, thanks again for chatting and I know everyone's going to love this episode. So thank you. That's a wrap until next week. I hope you make tiny leaps in order to achieve your most visionary life. I'd love for you to join my insiders community. Just search Visionary Life on Facebook. We talk about our favorite books, our podcasts of the week, tools, tips, and tricks for making our lives easier as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. And really, it's just a place to have open and honest conversation. I love taking these podcast discussions offline. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I send a beautiful essential oil blend, the visionary blend, and a love note from me to anyone and everyone who leaves a rating and review. Just make sure you take a screenshot and send it to me with your shipping address. And if you think I'm joking, why not try it out?